If you've always wanted to know what it takes to be a commercial director, you need to check out commercialdirectingfilmschool.com. I'm signed up for the Filmmaker Bundle, which includes the Masterclass, the Online Shadow, and the Case Study Masterclass. It's got 100% five-star reviews, and it also includes a 30-minute call with the master himself, my friend Jordan Brady, who's directed more than 1,300 commercials for top brands. And right now, exclusively for my listeners, use the code BIGIDEA, one word, to get a whopping $100 off either the Masterclass or the Shadow Course. Again, the code BIGIDEA, one word, for $100 off. Go to CommercialDirectingFilmSchool.com and get started today. This episode is brought to you by What's the Big Idea? An indispensable guide to becoming a kick-ass creative director. By yours truly, Jaime Cabrera. Pick it up on Amazon and now available on Audible. Make the logo big. Make the logo Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director, the original podcast made by a creative director for creative directors, for aspiring creative directors, for creatives of all types looking to up their game by learning from the world's best. This is your podcast and I am your host, Jaime Cabrera. Today's guest is mi hermano dominicano, the one and only Andres Fabian. Andre is a globe-trotting creative director who has worked on three different continents for companies and agencies like Leo Burnett, Kelly Blue Book, and Ocean, VMLYNR, and he's here to share his experience as a Latino creative in the world of advertising. It's an important conversation we all need to hear where we both share stories about the most outrageous things we've been told or overheard uh, to the weird practice of code switching to the need for real action around diversity in our industry this is a must-listen episode, especially if you're a person of color or you're underrepresented in our industry. So, without further ado, let's get into it with Andres Fabian. Andres Fabian, mi hermano, ¿cómo estás? My brother from another mother, Mr. Jaime Cabrera. I'm so glad to be on your show. How are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? I thought we were going to do the whole show in Spanish, man. Oh, look. Podemos hacerlo. Uh, I am ready to go. Just get <laughs> no, me some no. and, and, and no, no, no. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I probably can't do it because my Spanish is, I mean, I speak Spanish fluently, but yeah. like business terms, there's a lot of business terms yeah. that I don't know. Like, is it, is it podcast? Is it podcast? I don't know. Podcast, you know, how do you say market, yeah. marketing? Vamos a hablar sobre el marketing, but yeah, yeah it's, otherwise it's we could do it. We could do it all in Spanish. Yeah, let's practice. Let's do like one version for our, our compueblanos, <laughs> those guys out there. Yeah, that's going to be the next one. It's be more spicy. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's good to see you. It's been a long time. We, we've been trying yeah. to um, we've been trying to put this show together for a while. So I'm glad that we're, we finally uh, made it happen. But um, I'm glad to see your face, too. It's been a while since we, we had lunch. We need to do that again. I know, I know. I, I loved uh, hanging out with you and swapping stories and, uh, yeah, hearing how you're, like, intimidating people in parking lots and stuff. Like, it's uh, it just never gets old. So, yeah. That's a story for another show. That's all. <laughs> that's a story for another show. That did, yeah. that did not happen, but in, in some ways, I'm kind of, it's kind of funny that people think that. But anyway, that's for that's for another show. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, you know, we're going to, we're going to, talk about something that I think is, is super important and I'm, I'm super happy to have you on specifically because I think that you have a, a great perspective to share on that. And, and basically, the, the topic of the show is being a, a Latino, Hispanic, uh, whatever you want to call it in this industry and sort of some of the, you know, some of the, the benefits, some of the... <laughs> The, the trials and tribulations, right? There's a lot of things that, that go into, into that, a lot of uh, intricacies and also dynamics that, that come into play. So it, it's a great topic that I'm excited to have you on to talk about. But before we do that, I wanted to for you to just kind of give the audience a little sense of who you are, what your career has been like. You've, you've had a very um, traveled, I would say, career. You've been to a lot of different places and have, have done a lot of different things. 
Uh, and that probably that's probably one of the reasons why you're so much fun to hang out with, man, because you're a, you're a man of the world and you've done lots of things. So why don't you give us sort of a brief uh, overview yeah. of where you've been and what you've done? Yeah. So um, hi, everybody. I'm Andres Fabian. I um, I come from the Dominican Republic originally. And uh, after finishing uh, art school over there, I quickly started working in the art industry locally, like locally in Spanish uh, advertising. Then I met my lovely wife and she was Australian and we lived together. She was there to promote the Pan American Games. And at the end of that run, she was like, okay, I'm going back to Australia. And being the hopeless romantic that I was, I sold my car and I was 21. I'm like, well, I'm going to Australia now because this is where the girl of my dreams has moved to. So uh, without knowing anything or anyone, I hopped on a flight, went all around the world, and I landed in Sydney. And that's uh, how my life in Australia started. Um, I got there, and, and the only skills that I had was to design. And I knew how to speak English, obviously, but um, I had to take myself back to art school again, get some certifications going. And I enter a creative competition over there called Award School, which is the Australian Writers and Art Director. I won that. And then from that, I got my first internship at DDB, where um, I, that's where I met my creative partner. We did uh, some initial sort of campaigns from there. Um, from DDB, I started going freelancing in different teams from Ogilvy to Leo, Leo Burnett uh, in, in Sydney, Australia. And from there, I worked in media as well. So I worked as a uh, creative wow. director in, um, in major radio networks, which is at the cost of, you know, your podcast mixed uh, radio shows where you're creating content, you're creating lots of, uh, lots of uh, interesting um, events and stuff uh, for the audiences. Uh, from there, I got recruited from yeah. News Corp and did a lot of uh, uh, integrated branded content with Vogue Australia, um, with um, um, news.com.au, uh, one of the biggest newspapers of the Rupert Murdoch's of the world. So doing like a lot of integrated branded partnership with multiple different brands. And from them, um, I won the green card lottery and we came here to sunny California wow. in 2016, where I was working as a, a lead UX at Inocean. And we did a lot, bunch of campaigns and, with their social team and took care of the redesign of their website, of Hyundai's website. So we did a lot of work there. From there, Kelly Blue Book called and they had like a, a lead product designer role. So that took me out of advertising, out of media and in, into uh, client side, basically as a product designer. And we redesigned the Kelly Blue Book website in 2018. We relaunched the the autotrader.com um, apps for all the app stores. And now uh, I've been leading up all the digital work for Mazda for the past uh, almost two years now. Almost, yeah, almost two years. So yeah, it's been a journey. Wow. It's been a journey that has taken me three different continents. I've done multiple different jobs and roles from being like a paste of kid to uh, now leading uh, teams that are like based in Costa Rica, Costa Mesa, New York. So it's been it's been a journey for sure. That's awesome, man. And, yeah. and I think that's just a, a testament probably, and we're going to get into this, probably to the, the, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit and the hardworking nature of of, uh, you know, our Latino backgrounds, right? right? I think that's, yeah. that's probably a hallmark, I, I would say. I, I'm proud to say of, of, of our people, right, that we're very hardworking and entrepreneurial and, and, and taking uh, chances and risks. But so let's get into it. I mean, what, what has been your experience, you know, well, as, as somebody from the Dominican Republic, somebody of, of color? What, what's your experience been like in this industry? Good, bad, ugly, warts and everything. So it's been it's been a double-edged sword, to be honest with you, because um, I left the DR, and right off the bat, Dominicans are the worst. Like Dominicans are like, "Oh, you're gonna fail. You're gonna do this. You're not. You're gonna fail. You're gonna come." <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're already I'm leaving the island with this huge chip <laughs> on your shoulder. I'm like, I better do well because my cousins are not gonna are not gonna stop making fun of me. Like everyone's gonna make fun of me. <laughs> so then you arrive. Imagine yourself oh. like in Australia, completely different mindset, completely different like cultural shock. And people are like Dominican. Where that like, you're having like a hard time like finding it on the map and stuff. And people have have no idea kind of like what to expect. So in my mindset, I'm like. Right off the bat, I'm not welcome here. I am not supposed to be here. So because I'm not supposed to be here, I need to outperform everyone, every guy called Brian, everyone called Jason, any white guys, because I step into a room looking a certain way with an accent or, or, or whatever, and I'm already a big question mark. And I, that's, that, that's kind of like my big driving force after that. But... but but was it okay so was it in your own mind or were you getting were you getting some of those those vibes well both actually or half and um, half both i mean i remember yeah. um going into like a client presentation and um it was like it was it was going like you know down the drain it, it, it was terrible i think that the, the brief was wrong um we weren't like, like hitting the, the right spot and then as we were leaving um one of the accounts guys said well, maybe if Andres' first language would have been English, we would have done a better job. And it had wow. nothing to do with that. It, and it, it had to do with the fact that the brief was wrong. It wasn't to do with the fact that I was lacking in any communication. So I was very young and, you know, we were like throwing hands and stuff. There was a bit of shoving and happening over there. But yeah, you know, you, yeah. you've got to deal with people that just have no ideas. And for instance, um, I've, I've now that I'm at a later stage in my, in my career, as I'm presenting uh, ideas and frames and, and mood boards, and I'm trying to get some representation on the screen, um, I've had clients yeah. turn around and say, why are you casting a, a, a Latino family? Is this a, is this a multicultural campaign? And I'm like, no, this is a campaign. This wow. is a campaign. This is a this is a family. They just happen to be multicultural. Yeah, but uh, are we trying to send like some political message? I'm like, no, this is a family that's buying a car. You know, there, there's no political agenda. It's just that yeah. it's not a family that looks like yours. So you get into those conversations. And right. there, there are people leading these agencies that are get very uncomfortable. And they're just happy to, you know, to homogenize everyone and put lump everyone on, on, on the same boat. So, yeah, it's been it's been tricky. Yes. Yeah. So I, I want to come back to that, but I want to I want to commiserate with you on the because the, the 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 Mexican culture is similar, right? You were talking about how uh, you know we 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 tend to we we sometimes tend to and I'll probably get some people saying that's not true, but we te we tend to. Um, you know, like keep each other down in a way, right? Like there's a famous, there's a famous George Lopez bit where, you know, somebody says like, hey, you know, in the Mexican family, like, hey man, I'm going to college. And then the the, the uncle or the cousin or the tia says, I yeah. see, I see, muchingon, <laughs> you know, now what? Now you're, now you think you're better than me is kind of that thing, right? Which is, so that in itself is, is, yeah. is, a, is a mind F that you have to get over. Luckily, I didn't have too much of that, but there, you know, it does, it does exist. And it's not out of a, what I've come to realize, right, is that it's not out of a malicious nature. It's a, oh. it's, it's a fear. It's a fear-based thing, right? Because yeah. they're, they're fearful for you going out and doing something, yeah. you know, different, right? And, and maybe it's because of the experiences that, that, our, that our ancestors had. But it, but it is funny. That's one thing that you have to get, get over. Yeah. But getting back to getting back to the whole thing about you know sort of like you know representation and all that mm. it's got to be also a mind f whether you do it one way or the other right because let's just say i'm just making i'm just making this yeah. up but it's like okay well i'm going to feature even though i'm uh, even though i'm latino right i'm hispanic i'm going to feature a a white family right yeah. Or because I'm his, Hispanic and Latino and this is my reality, I might feature uh, you know, a, a more Hispanic or diverse looking family. And yeah. now it's kind of like you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, right? Because in a way it's like, well, I'm not being real to myself because I just cast it this way. And in another way, like you just described, 
a client or or an agency person is like, well, why did we do that? What what message are we trying to say? They're reading too much into it, right? So that's got to be very, that's got to be very confusing. Oh, that is very that is very uh, that is very tough because what you want always want to what I always wanted to do was I, I want to be in service of the brief. I want to be in service of my clients and I want to do what's rest what's the right thing for the strategy. For instance, um, you know, we can sit here and talk about the stuff that. Uh, Bud Light is going through, is it Bud Light or, or was it Coors yeah. Light? Yeah, I think yeah. it was Bud Light. Bud Light, um, Bud Light. Bud Light. We're trying to get uh, um, um, representation and maybe they didn't really um, heard what their actual audiences that are consuming the product are, are really in tune with. And there could have been like better ways to um, to introduce those type of topics for them to show up in ways that are a lot more meaningful in different ways. Um, so for, for instance, my approach has always been like, is this going to be of benefit? Is, is this going to be like detrimental to a brand to bring a little bit of diversity and inclusivity? Uh, is this going to be a, uh, of an advantage? How can I present this in a, in a, in a light that it's, uh, it becomes almost like a strategic advantage for us to show up in a way that our communities can be seen. Right. And, um, and yeah, so I've always tried, try to try to do that. Um, I don't try to force it down to people's throat either, because um, I, in Australia that was something that happened to me uh, uh, when I was working over there. I in my comps as I was doing art direction for for a campaign for a for a phone company, I would use stock photography, and it had um, uh, diverse people, uh, African American and 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 stuff, and it, it was. It was great. It was a great layout. It, it worked out. And my creative director at the time said to me, "What are you doing putting black people on the on this layout?" And I'm like, "Wait, wow, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, what are you doing putting black people? Have you look around? Look around. Have you seen any black people around here? No. This looks like stock photography." And he it was blunt. It was blunt, but he had a point. Right. He had a point because the market right. in Australia, the, the 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 minority community is dismal. It's not there. And then whenever you see them on 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 art words and communications, it's very intentional. It's very about the Aborigines, so the the photography has to be or like original photography. So it um, I, I, I it took me by surprise then, and I was like, you know, if I'm in a position of creative leadership in the future, that's not gonna happen on my watch. And I've been trying, but it sometimes just gets pushed back by clients who don't really see it. So then, okay. So in that particular case, it sounds like while while it sounded sort of harsh, you, it sounded like you you came around and said, "Well, maybe maybe he's right." Is that is that correct? Like you were like, "Well, maybe he's right in this particular case," yeah. or felt that? How did you walk away from that? I felt that that he was wrong, but that there wasn't anything I could do uh, at that time because I felt like you know if I am depicting Christmas and the messaging is about Christmas. And it's um, African American family enjoying opening Christmas presents. That sense of opening a Christmas present, it it, it just goes past um, any ethnicity. But um, yeah, transcends it. But it transcends it. But the way that he was sort of saying to me, it's like, well, if I'm an Australian and I see that photo and I don't see anybody there, and I'm not gonna be able to relate to it. I'm, first of all, I'm going to know right away that this is stock photography, that this is not, that we didn't shot this thing to be like or, or original. So it it might yeah. be the perception that the premiumness of the brand might be diluted or um, or that the consumer won't probably see himself and their family. And if you're talking to a, a broadly uh, Caucasian audience, then maybe that would be kind of like the the mentality at that time. I felt that he was wrong, but I felt like I wasn't in a place to, I could see kind of like where he was coming from, but I I, I would have just gone for it anyway. Okay, so now you said you said you know you you thought to yourself, okay, if I get once I get into a position of of leadership, yeah, I'm not going to operate that way, right? Right. So has that been you know what what challenges have come with with that? Yeah, well, you know that has put me. In um, that put me in some tricky conversation with some of the clients because um, 
I'm happy to be the guy that can be the squeaky wheel and push him back. And I've been told to just be quiet, sit on your, sit on your, stay in your lane. You should be fine. And I'm like, yeah, I just, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I need to be, I need to be that squeaky wheel. I need to be that guy that speaks up. Right. And that has got me into trouble more than once. I try to sneak people in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can you can you can you share only if you're comfortable? But can you share an ex an example of that? Well, um, for instance, uh, the, uh, um, there was this uh, uh, campaign that 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 we shot, and there was uh, weeks and weeks and weeks of uh, debating on the key talent that we wanted to pursue, and and this was going to be a global shoot of assets. So when you're asked to shoot global for global appeal um somewhere in the brief it's like uh, um we we want to stay like ethnically ambiguous so neutral yeah ethnically ambiguous. Neutral. <laughs> what does that what the hell does that even mean what's that no people are human as long as i'm like, <laughs> like putting like dogs driving these vehicles i feel that 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 doesn't really like resonate like with me and we um we're going through all the talent and um we we found this guy and this guy is like a a, a pacific islander huge guy like this guy must be like six five six six seven he looks like a like a freaking like an adonis right because we wanted this to be uh, um nice and appealing and the the female counterpart that we call the, the female talent that was African American, she had like luscious, like huge, just curly hair, like beautiful hair. And um, at first, when we we took data pass with the clients, they were like, "No, no, first of all, that guy's too big; it's gonna make the car look small." And her, I don't know about her, and they were just like very uncomfortable. So I had the casting department essentially for the shot for the presentation thing just to strain her hair and just to style her in a way that made her look white-ish i'm like i she's gonna be the one yeah. on, the, on 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 the shoot and sure enough they were like ah oh, they actually look really well together we did like a like a test together and i'm like I, yeah i i know that this this this, this yeah. is the couple and then for the shoot, I said to her, I let that hair go, girl. I just want the whole thing. And it just looked dramatic. And those are kind of like some of the better shots, the best shots that, that, I, that I have taken uh, in my career. Makes the car look expensive as fuck. It looks amazing. It looks edgy. It looks great. Everyone was having a lot of fun. And then what's funny is that once the campaign ran, You've, you see the, 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 the CMOs going on social media about how, you know, they're investing in, in, in diversity because people were saying like, oh, this, this is kind of like a very like different feel. Like we haven't, uh, um, um, we haven't, uh, um, seen this from this brand before. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, they were taking the, they were taking the, <laughs> the props for it. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but behind the scenes, it was, it was you who was, who was pushing for that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it is a it is an interesting question, right? Because when you think about it, right, kind of going back to the comment that somebody made to you, like, "Well, is this is this a multicultural campaign? Mm -hmm. Do you think that we get to a point where we don't even need that kind of terminology anymore, where it's just, or do you think there's always going to be a need for that type of well, of terminology and that there's going to be different groups, you know, within the organizations that are like multicultural or, or do you think that at some point it's just like, so here's the thing, uh, you know, sorry, let me, let me add one, let me add one thing. Let me add one thing like where I live. And this is why I love living in long beach. Right. It's, it really is very diverse. Like my, my, my kids and, and my wife and I have friends of, of all different, you know, stripes and, colors and patterns and you know like and they're and it's so cool because obviously you know i i'm not gonna pretend like you know it's it's 
everything's perfect. But what I'm saying is that it's very, it's very diverse where you don't even really think about that much. So if I saw something with that depicted in an ad, to me, that is my reality, mm -hmm. right? But you go somewhere else and that's not their reality. So it's like, how do you kind of justify, like what's going to be the best, what's going to give you the most bang for your buck if you're an advertiser, right? It's like figuring that out. So it's just kind of a, I don't know, it's, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's just kind of a, a, a mind fuck because you're like, well, shit, where do I go? Because that's my reality. But maybe that's not going to be the the best reality for everybody, and we have limited funds and limited, you know, resources. So, for instance, having a chance to have work <clears> as part of a client side, and when you go to client side, it's a whole different ball game because your money is so much, so much limited. Um, personalized content is going to work a lot better than generalized content any day. Because people are going to start feeling that you are talking to them. This is made for me. This wasn't made for everybody else. This is made for me. Now, if you want to measure the success of that and to, okay, this is how many people this converted. This is how many people watched that video and, and, and rewatched that video. This is how many shares that video got. This is how many likes this video got. This is how many positive comments and, and the sentiment of the brand had after that. Sure, you want to be able to be as... Um, as, uh, as, as personalized to that community and as hone in uh, so you can come across being authentic. But at the same time, um, there's so many different pockets of audiences that are he here in the United States. So divided. Like that's something that I never experienced when I was in Australia. In Australia, everyone's Australian. If you go to the tiptoe from, from end to end, everyone has the same accent. Everyone has knows the same jokes. Everyone... Uh, uh, it's much more homogenized, like from, from, from one end to the other, everybody, the cultural, the cultural yeah. everybody loves cricket, everybody loves rugby, everybody loves Australian rules, those three things. You can talk about those things with everyone, female, male, everyone's kind of like the same, even like the, even within the Aborigine community, the, it, it's all like really, uh, gelled and, and, and together. Whereas in the U S we've got all these different communities that are having and experiencing this experiment that is the U.S. in their own different ways. And if you're able to be authentic to each of those, um, that's going to be a lot more strong and resounding. And, and that visibility, it, it, it's necessary because we're not all the same. We don't come all from, from, the, same, from, from the same parts. Um, but at the same token, it shouldn't be a surprise that one is going to be molding in, in, in another. You know, basketball culture used, used to be strictly for the African-American community. And yet hip-hop and, and dance has now become something that is a hardcore part of like the Asian and, 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 and Pacific American sort of like because of the, the, the singing and, and the hip-hop culture and how strong that is. You can see that all throughout the West Coast um, with food. In the same way, I am from the Dominican Republic. I am the Latino that does not like spicy food. I'm sorry, all my brother Mexican brothers. Oh I'm, man, show, show, show's over. I know it's uh, and but you know, just like me, that's a whole reality in the Bronx, in New York, in Miami. That that is when you become authentic to to that. They're like. Forget about everything else. This is the brands that are like talking to me and, and, and that are getting me. Um, and when we step into uh, this, this roles as creative leaders that are not from for specific sort of genres, we have to sort of take a measurement of the cultural zeitgeist of what's going on and see how we can mold and, and bring in things from different culture into the into the mainstream. And uh, I feel that that's kind of like our, 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 our main role. As, and that's the, the good thing about, and I, and I was starting off by saying this double-edged sword. I have the ability to right. look at this brief from both of those different angles. I can put on my white Andre hat and look at it. I can put on my Dominican hat, Andre, and look at it. I can put on my Australian hat and look at it. I can, you know go into like a Google analytics and just be like geek and look at it like from, 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 from the, from that point of view. And, 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 and it's almost like a Batman utility belt. You know, you pull out whatever it is that, that, that you need in, in, in the right time. 
but yeah, I I would love it if uh, there was a lot less racism and a lot less uh, uh, stereotypical things that people think that that race should behave like or that age group should behave right. like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know we were when we were talking earlier, you you mentioned. You mentioned a, a a situation that happened to you that I was just like I can't yeah. I can't believe uh, yeah. that somebody would say that to you, yeah. um, and and where we left off is you know the the effects that that has on you in, in multiple different ways. Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah, Do you remember what what I'm yeah. referencing? So so you know it it was something that happened um, um, in the, during work and, and and it was something that I still. I'm still sort of uh, uh, struggling with, and and um, I we were all getting ready to do like a really big presentation. It was like a really big launch, and we've been working. Me and my team has been working like relentlessly to sort of meet this deadline. And there was a bunch of like fights and arguments to to, to make sure that we got things just right in time for the presentation. And when the big presentation came, that we're gonna be uh, presenting um, to the big CMO. Um, I was told that I wasn't allowed to be in the room because uh, someone had an issue with my accent and that they felt that the project was going to be at risk if I was going to be presenting. And sure enough, they had to pick the white lady to take people through the presentation. I wasn't even around allowed to be in the in the presentation because someone made a comment that the clients just had a thing <clears throat> against me and that, and that it wasn't trustworthy. And that's something that, wow. um, at that point in time, my mind was, so it was, so that they, they actually chose, uh, one of the, my, my, um, not my junior, but my, my deputy, uh, uh, associate creative director to be the one that presented the creative in the presentation. And she's like, I am so sorry. Like, I didn't, why don't I, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I'm, I'm never, and I'm like, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I, I'm, I'll, I'm here for anything that you need. You got this. Cause it was about trying to get the project sold. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this, you know, cause I, I you know, as you know, I spend a lot of time talking about this on, on a podcast and I've written about it in the book. Right. So it's, it's. It's that imposter syndrome, like you, like yep. you mentioned. But I want people to think about this, right? And I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say that that uh, you and I are are you know go through worse or or not or whatever. But I just want the audience to contemplate this, right? As as somebody who is Latino, who is Hispanic, you're kind of getting a double dose <laughs> of the imposter syndrome as as a creative, right? Because not only might you doubt your creative chops and your yeah. leadership chops just as a as a human being right but now you also have to add in the fact that like well maybe i don't belong here maybe i'm not you know like basically what you describe right so it's almost like a du double dose of that and if i'm completely honest i haven't i haven't experienced anything to that level and that's probably because i'm more you know light complected like people when they see me and i tell them my name is jaime they're like, oh, Jamie, uh, like, J Jamie, and I'm like, no, it's 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 Jaime. I didn't I didn't just create a fancy pronunciation for Jamie. I'm like, you know, like it, yeah. it's just so funny, right? Because they they just want to believe. Yeah. Um. But 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 I but I you know it it, it just messes with your with your head because you do start to go like, well, shit, maybe I maybe I don't belong in this room. All right. And the thing is that uh, I consider myself Afro Latino. So um, and and. And a very light-skinned one at that. So uh, it's almost like as if I'm yeah. not um, dark enough and I'm not... Uh, so here's the thing. Here's right. Another thing. Well, I, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole Shit. other thing. So in 2010, I got a chance to go back to the Dominican <laughs> Republic and be the the creative director um, for a very famous beer brand. And I'm remembering uh, being petrified because I had lost my Dominican slang, I had lost my Dominican edge of going in oh there and, and 
And they used to call me Australia because I came from straight from Australia. I mean, they're like, listen, Australia, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Yeah. Where are the girls in the bikini? Where are the yeah. gratuitous shots of just like bikini shots from end to end? And I'm like, no, I was thinking we can go with comedy doing something different. Like, let me stop you right there. Yeah. That's not going to work for this market. I don't know if this was a great idea. And I'm like, wow. So... I'm getting a double whammy of imposter syndrome now, both in Spanish and in English. <laughs> Great. My therapist is going to oh love this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, I mean, how do you – so is this something that you – because you, you mentioned it, and, I, and, and thank you for being so uh, vulnerable yeah. and, and open about this. Yeah. This is something that you're struggling with even – even now, it still it still comes up and it and it bubbles up. Yeah, I mean, I feel that it just comes and goes, kind of like in different waves. Um, as you, one of the things that I always felt, like even become before coming to the U.S., I was like, oh, I can't wait to go to the U.S. This is gonna be like going to the big leagues. Oh my god, I'm gonna be doing the best work of my life. This is gonna be great. I get here, and I'm like, and I'm seeing people whinging. And I'm seeing people complaining about low budgets when the stuff, the money that I used to work with in Australia was like a quarter of the money that people had here. I see people that are happy to say no just for a reason because they just don't want to be bothered, just because they don't go, they don't do things because they don't get paid for it. And and I'm just sitting there going, this is what I was stressing out about. This is the, the this <laughs> is what I was stressing out about. So I feel that. Um, Maybe to my detriment that I know a lot more than some of these people that are kind of like making uh, those decisions. So I've done some um, work on myself and, and I've done some work um, on the side, starting up like working as part of different startups and things like that. And those have worked out. And, and there's like glimpses that, you know, I may know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you if you let me, I may know what I'm talking about from time to time. Um, and, uh, and, and, and those are some of those moments that make you focus on the work. Like if you can just continue working, the those feelings of of, of being unsure are just gonna melt away. And also the the team that I get to lead, I've been very lucky to have super talented people to lead, and they reassured me that um, that I'm a good boss and 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 ultimately a good human being and. That's the best thing that we can look yeah. for. Um, not yeah. It would be yes, nice to have like a true. bunch of like pan gold lions and things like that. Have one, but yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a good yeah. thing to know that you're you're a decent human being, and that's the the only measurement that, that you have to put yourself through. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's really what it what it comes down to. Um, you touched on something that I that I wanted to to, to spend a little bit of time talking about. And it's all related. It's all related. But it's this idea of code switching. Right. Right. Yeah. Where right. you have to – where you kind of like – you're switching yeah. you're switching modes. Yeah. Right? It's like – and I, and, I, and I think it, it was triggered by your comment about how when you got back to the Dominican, you know, you were getting shit from your yeah. Dominican friends, right? And, and it's right. like – because, you, 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 you know, you were, you were going to code switch, right? How, how, do you, how do you do that and what do you – what do you what do you think about that? I don't necessarily think. I mean, I, I think it's just a. I think it's just a, you know, a nature of the beast. I guess that that you have to do that. I don't know if it's right or wrong or. Well, what are your, what are your thoughts about it? Well, again, it goes back to personalization. It goes back to meeting people where they are, right, and be genuine and be kind of like authentic. And for those of us that are fully bilingual, we know that we see the world into different parts. And if I am wanting to communicate in a way that's effectively, I need to meet you where you are. And if I'm able to sort of bridge that gap in meeting you where you are, I'm going to be more effective in the things that I'm trying to trying to do. Um, code switching for me uh, in the Dominican community is a shorthand way of creating um a comfort zone, a mutual comfort zone. Hey, when I say to you, dímelo mi pana, que lo que, and I hug you, I'm already letting you put your guards down and know that 
you and I can just relate at that level, and that's perfectly fine. Whereas if I go play golf at Pelican Hill with some of these guys, um, and I start out just like that, it's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. And, and I'm aware of that. Yeah. And I could work with it, or I could work against it. And there's a part of me that feels disingenuous because why, how come I cannot be my Dominicanness and I'm having like the turn and open right. now depending on different places as you are? And it's because it makes people uncomfortable. Um, they ain't ready. They are not ready. It's like adding uh, tapatio on your food. I mean, how much tapatio do you want on your food? <laughs> how much are you comfortable with? <laughs> um, and it's funny because when I went back to the Dominican Republic and I was leading this group of, of, of Dominican creative, there's a different ball game. And I didn't, I couldn't be like, so um, it's nine o'clock, it's at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, what are we doing today? No. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to let them wind in and be like an hour of playing Call of yeah. Duty and calling their girlfriend yeah. to tell them what, what they've been doing, whatever. And then you can sort of start, start working. And I was like, all by the book. And I'm like, that. Yeah. Listen, Australia, that is not gonna happen here. And I'm like, okay, I better, <laughs> I, I better meet you where you guys are at. And it's difficult because I feel that yeah. I'm letting people down if I am not my Dominicanness. But I think that Dave Chappelle had um, a good skit about it. It's called like when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, we remember that. Uh, People can just go and Google it right now, but um, um yeah, it you gotta know when to when to keep it real and, and not. And you gotta have that that you can't just show all your cards all at the same time. So yeah, so what? So what? What you know? What is the way to think about it? Right? Is it about like? It sounds so dumb saying it out loud, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah. But is it like about being the most? appropriate or not appropriate because that sounds like you're inappropriate but the most relevant version of yourself that you need to be depending on the situation or what you know what's the best way to handle it because some people will say like well you know you, sh you just should be yourself all the time well, and it's like yeah 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 but no you, no, you know no. it's, it's that's easier said than done right because then you get pe you you possibly run into people like that you've described right yeah. that are like yeah i don't we don't think you should do the pitch because your a accent's too thick right and then for instance like right. um you, it, it's about effectiveness what's the effectiveness that you want to what's the impact that you want to go go for you oh say, there's a you okay. say there's a there's a there's a dominican party in la called teteo la shout out to teteo la they're great guys and if I went to go there and I'm like, hey, how are you? My name is Dre. You can call me Dre. And um, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? This is literally a Dominican party. <laughs> Everybody's here Dominican. Get the paso. Get the paso, dímelo. And then yeah. what, what, like, if I don't show up with my turn on that damn bow and let's go and do that bunny and let's just yeah. jump in the floor. If I, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know what the hell am I even doing there, right? But at the same time, if yeah. I'm, you know, pitching for triple uh, A or AARP and, 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 or, you know, insert conservative thing there. And I go in there with, with that energy that has nothing to do with the problem that they're trying to solve. It's like, as if I'm drawing attention to myself and not at the problem that this company needs, needs, needs solving. Now, after right. I return get back with the brief and I have something that I can say, hey, have you considered approaching the Hispanic audience in this way and this is how we can do it and this is how we can do it and this is how we can do it? Then you can sort of bring it in in that commercial level. But I feel that uh, we have to take use that into, uh, into our advantages and not get crucified in the process, which is what happens. You can yeah. get crucified. You can get judged. Um, you know... It's it's hard for people to sort of um, see you as potential executive acumen because you're not fitting whatever that image of of what that's supposed to look like. Yeah, like I'm uh, realizing that mm. you know. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. On LinkedIn, I saw a very famous agency posting about 
how they're behind diversity and that they're like oh yeah and i made a very comment i said hey so that's great how many ecds are hispanic or black in your network i'm just I'm just going just to see all that great work that you're doing. Did they answer you? I saw that. Yeah. You saw, they yeah. Did answer they answer you? you? No. I saw that post. and yeah. that, They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So it's one thing, just talk the talk and change your icons to be all colors and things and, 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 and get your, you know, your social team to make some videos and five seconds just for engagement. Another thing is actually getting fucking out there and saying, no, we're not going to hire you if you're not from a minority. We're not going to hire you if you're not from these communities for, for us to get like the right visibility and the right mix within the people that, that we need making these messages to make sure that we're connecting with everyone. The one thing that, that, that really... And, and just to give the audience some... Con go ahead. No, please go ahead. Just to, just to give, give the audience some context, right, that it happened and I won't, I won't, I won't put the, the name of the agency out there just, you know, but... Um, the, the, what had happened is it, it was a day that the Supreme Court had struck down affirmative action and they had posted something that was basically saying like, hey, we need to, you know, we need to um, the, the classrooms, classrooms need to be diverse so that, you know, basically they're saying classrooms need to be diverse so that agencies can be diverse, something yeah. like that. That was the, yeah. the, the general sentiment. Right. And then you asked the question of like, That's, this is great. Thank you for doing that. How many, you know, and, and they didn't and they didn't respond. Right. So that was kind of the context yeah. of, of what had happened. Um, so it was kind of like, OK, well, that's cool. So I guess they could come back and say, well, we, we, we can't we haven't been able to do that because the classrooms haven't been diverse. But it's like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. So, you know, I feel so, that um, it, people are going, oh, we just want to hire like the best people. I'm like, okay, you want to hire the best people, but yet you're looking at the same spots and you're looking at the same groups. You're looking at the same people that, oh, you, you want to hire fresh juniors for creative teams? Great. Um, who can afford uh, having the, right. going through those, going to Miami ad school? Who can afford going to VC, v, VCM? And not have like another job. Who can afford doing that? Oh, people that have their parents paying for all of the other expenses. So you can spend the time working <laughs> on fake briefs. So you can make a book. So you can go and do that. So you see, you see, see what, no, what, what, yeah. the, what the problem is at? So I, I feel that um, our communities have to endure so much and are very creative in their nature because they have to reinvent themselves over and over and over just so they can exist in a different country other than their own. And that relentlessness, imagine bringing that energy into work every single day when you know you have to just like outwit the competition. And that's what we as Latinos, we bring to the table every single day in spades. The fact that we can code switch, the fact that we can uh, exist in all these different bubbles and we can exist in a way that can be authentic. And, um, and yeah, I feel that it's, uh, it's a definitely a missed opportunity from some of this, um, this, uh, um, uh, upper brass in senior leadership. We'd love to see yeah. more diversity. And you bring up a good point, and this is an argument that I used to have at a, at a previous agency, right, where they, uh, you know, I was not, not just me, but I was among some people that were saying, hey, we got to pay these entry-level kids more money, right? Because you guys are talking about diversity, and it's how important it is to the agency and all this stuff, right? And it's like they're related. So, and it's, it's exactly what you just said, just a little bit different when it comes to hiring, right? You were talking about the school. So let's just say that the kid was able to go through the school, right? That's already one big accomplishment, but then they get to the, the, the workforce and they're paying AEs, right? To come into our business and I'll use the account side of it. Cause that's the best uh, example. And they're paying these AEs $40,000, $45,000 in the biggest cities in the world, L.A. and New York, right? 
And it's like, and you expect them to live on that, right? And you want diversity. So to your point, who do you think's gonna get? Who's gonna, who's gonna be able to take those jobs that are paying forty five thousand dollars? The kids whose parents can subsidize their living. Well, who are those people, right? You just right. you just have to follow the money and do the math, right? So it's like it it it, it you know it, it there's a lot of work that that needs to be done because the the argument at the time when I brought this up, it's like, well, we don't have a problem with you know with retention at that level. It's really about, you know, this other level. I'm like, yeah, but don't you see if we're, we're, we can't talk out of one side of our mouth and say we need diversity and then not pay what it takes to be able to afford to afford that. So anyway, it's a very complicated, you know, situation. And as, as I'm talking about this, right. Cause this is something that I deal with is I always want to come to a positive conclusion about (laughs) whatever it is I'm talking about. And I realize that this is just such a complex. Yeah, man problem that i don't know that we'll that we'll get to that nice tidy solution right when you talk about yeah having to code switch and you talk about you know who, who are you in the room and do i belong here it's i mean it's i think i guess it's just going to be a, an ongoing process yeah and and i am hopeful that i can help pay the way because one of the things is like say you go for another job the person that is interviewing you if you don't see that they look like you they won't understand your background and they possibly won't give you kind of like those opportunities. So I feel that the most us Latino creative directors are out there. Um, it's going to open up more doors. I certainly, when I am opening up for, for freelance gigs, I look completely across the spectrum and, and I see the candidates sort of come in and I'm looking for that diversity. I'm looking for different ways and, and, and people that, come from different backgrounds because that's going to make the, the team a lot more kind of cohesive. Um, but yeah, there's no like yeah. silver um, bullet. And uh, I, I do believe that now with the advent of AI, it's going to be a lot more difficult for us to remain very authentic because if AI hmm. is generating all these different things, the AI can, the AI can only reference what is already there and it's already known. So it's up to us to redefine what's the standard so the AI can continue to get fed a lot yeah. more diversity. For instance, if you type in a mid-journey yeah. pretty woman, it's going to be a white lady that's going to come out. See, when you say nurse, yeah. it's going to be a female I've seen woman those tests. that come out. It's all those tests. So it yep. only knows what it what it's been, and it's up to us to start like redefining those realities to something that's a little bit more progressive. Well, I need to, we need to do a test and see when you type in creative director or executive creative director, what does, what does that come back? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. But on the positive side, positive side, (laughs) once everything on the positive side and the, and the, the, the best side in some ways, of being Latino, Hispanic. Oh, yes. That when it's, it's all said thing. It, when, it's all said it's all, we have a lot more when fun. We have a lot more. Um, <laughs> we have a lot more. We have two chests in our. I've always. Someone said to me when I was growing up, a good creative director is that you're only as good as the toys that you have in your toy chest. Because when you get given a brief, you go back yeah. to the toy chest and you take out those toys and all of those things. He was like, why do you want to be creative? I'm like, oh, I want to be cool ass. And like, no, 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 go travel the world, fall in love, get into bar fights, spend a night in jail, uh, <laughs> you know, go, go for a run, uh, go skinny dipping. Those are the experiences in life that's just going to make mm. you tell better stories that are going to be able to relate to more people. Now, us as Latino creative, we got two toy chests, one in Spanish and one in English, and probably a yeah. one that melts all those two together. So, yeah. You're getting three creative together, yeah. One, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and and you know, and then at the end of the day, after after literally the day is over, you're let's say you're at some working some event, you're doing some, yeah. you know, some you're out on a shoot or whatever. At the end of the day, guess who everybody wants to hang out with? Guess who everybody who's the most fun and the most right? Exactly. <laughs> so I guess that's the positive. That's a positive button. Exactly. And I'm, you know, I'm being, I'm being half serious here because I know everybody, everybody has fun in them. But it's kind of true, right? Or you know, the the best part that I love too is like going out to to 
to eat at a Mexican restaurant or whatever, and you're with all your colleagues, and then you just break out the Spanish, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like you're the cool, you're the coolest person in the room, right? You're ordering the secret, sal- you're ordering the secret salsa in Spanish, and everybody's like, nice. So you know, there's good, there's lots of good stuff, yeah, that come with it too, right? Yeah, and and it's getting much better, much much better. Like some of those stories I was telling you was at the beginning of my career, and so it's getting it's getting a lot better. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I appreciate that you know that you're that that you have it in your mind uh, that you, you're looking to help the next yeah. generation uh, of people that are coming up under us. And I, I gotta imagine that once I put this out and I tell everybody what it's about, that we're gonna have a lot of people yeah. that that feel understood for one thing, right? Like, oh my God, I I thought I was yeah. the only one having that experience, and are also you know hopeful of of things getting better like you just said right and and hopefully we get to a place where it's not even not a, even an issue anymore and i would encourage people to bring their uniqueness into their portfolios bring their their if you're dominican bring your dominicanness into your book bring your 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 heritage into the work that you do because no one is going to be able to recreate that no one is going to be able to to come up with an idea that's so unique that's so nuanced that only you could have come up with that and I feel that as we have the chance to see through people's kind of like work, um, those are the people that we're going to be uh, gravitating towards that are going to be tackling the big briefs and that are, are going to, you know, bring work to another level. So, yeah, do that. Yeah. So as we wrap up here, what's 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 next for you, my friend? What, what are you what are your big hopes and dreams what are you you know what what's what's in uh what's in your head there well you know this 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 never ending quest to um to get to france in the summer so uh, so we just continue to do <laughs> sort of uh, uh gets known um out there um really want to uh, focus on my family i just had an operation so i've been recuperating and trying to get myself my health back so i can get back at it um, but yeah, I'm just trying to take it a day at a time. I try to take it a day at a time, not to get like anxiety to keep that in check. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, try to have some fun and good peace along the way. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're like me in a sense that I feel like, you know, I've done some, I've done some good stuff, but I, I still feel like, like the, the best is still, is still yet to come. The best is still to come. It's always the case. So, yeah. Watch this. All right, amigo. Gracias. Thank, thank you for thank you for being on the show. Thank you for you know sharing your perspective and 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 thank you for uh, you know just being honest and and open. And yeah. I think it's a conversation that hopefully everybody appreciates and and maybe it'll give everybody a, a on on in no matter where you are on the spectrum, right? Give everybody some perspective and. Uh, thank you for just uh, letting it all hang out. No, thank you for having me. Um, um, I feel I feel very blessed because it's a I mean, great, great company. Uh, if you guys haven't picked up his book, pick it up. The book, it's uh, it's great, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I am I'm very very grateful to have you as a friend and also to be part of the show. So thank Likewise. you. Likewise, yeah, yeah. Un abrazo, gracias, gracias por todo. Decora, mi pana. Nos vemos. I we, we, uh, I, you I owe you a Dominican. tequila. I gotta take you out to a Dominican party. Uh, I, mean, I wanna see how you would do with a Dominican party. <laughs> oh man, I'm. I you know you know what? Bring it on, man. I'm ready for it. I'll I'll bring my guitar. Or I'll 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 do whatever. Man. Let's go. All right. Sounds great, man. See ya. Bueno, pues. All right. Thank you, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye bye. Bye. And there you have it, folks. Another episode of Confessions of a Creative Director in the books. Thanks to my very special guest and hermano Andres Fabian. Thank you, compadre, for sharing uh, all your amazing stories and, and being so open and honest about your experience. I'm sure it is going to help lots of people coming up uh, in our business. So thank you again for your candid honesty. Uh, we appreciate you. Hey everybody, it's almost that time of year when it's time for promotion season. If you're looking to upgrade to become a creative director, now's the time that you should be working on it, and now's the time that you should sign up for creative director coaching with me. 
Uh, simply go to my website, highmakeabrarecreative.com, sign up for a 20-minute complimentary consultation to see if it's right for you, see what we could work on, and I would love to coach you and, and help you make a plan to uh, put your hat in the ring uh, for a creative director spot at your agency or at your brand, whatever it might be. So check it out. It's HaimeCabreraCreative.com. Uh, if not, then pick up the book, What's the Big Idea? An Indispensable Guide to Becoming a Kick-Ass Creative Director. It's the next best thing. It's a thin book, but it's uh, jam-packed with all kinds of great tidbits from not only myself, but dozens of creative directors from across the globe. So pick that up. It's available on Amazon. And yeah, that's it. Until next time, peace, love, and creativity. See ya.